I'm interested in this new uh, transit plan that they have. But I, oh, the one they're building? Yeah, but I, what, I, what I would like to do, my wasted creativity idea is I would like to see them include some of the technology that's coming along. I think they got to figure out a way to get Uber hooked into this so that you can so so make it so these government owned hubs can be used to accommodate the private what they call the final mile right now amazon has been talking about the final mile for a long time in other words they can fly something to you they can get it to you by boat they can get to you by plane how do they get to your front door they're using drones well it's gonna be a long time if you start using for drones for people so we're still gonna have to use we're we're still gonna have to use the hub system for people but especially with these uh, driverless cars coming in, I mean, I see the day where we're going to just separate our movement from the package movement. Because if you think about it, a lot of our safety, the cost of our safety of the cars, has to do with the cars as they're built now. And our cars are for a driver, four or five passengers, and a trunk space for cargo. Right. If you just eliminated the driver... Now everything's sort of the same. You don't have a steering wheel, you don't have brakes. Oh, so this is an autonomous car, you mean? This is an autonomous yeah, car, right. yeah. You do away with the steering wheel and, if and the brake, all that stuff. crashing, then you don't need the seatbelts or the airbags. Or it takes probably, uh, the and, and it's going to take a long time for people to get used to not wearing yeah. seatbelts. But once that happens, yeah, once people get used to that. But then people will then have to get used to the idea of the cost structure. Because if you get your own car... It's not going to be an Impala pulling up. It's going to be this little module that you're going to get in by yourself. And if you have a bunch of suitcases, you might have a, a car that follows behind it that's going to be a lot cheaper to operate, you know what I mean, and can be assigned to follow just your car. But because it's just got bags and golf clubs and groceries and all that stuff, it doesn't need all the safety that this has. So now you've taken all that well, like government mandate, yes, right? all that government mandated safety, concentrated on just that one passenger that's in the pod that runs by itself, and then everything else goes up. I think that way, what you're going to do then is you don't worry about your baggage. I'm going to my house in Livonia, and I'm going to get there safe. My bags are going to get there, maybe not the same time as I am. But I'm giving up by yeah by getting me. But it's going to be in that same pod that's going to drive up into the driveway and honk whatever whatever it does. And so I get there safe in 30 minutes from downtown Detroit. My bags may not get there. I can put them in this car, but you'll make the cost structure such so that it's going to cost you to take your bags with you because they'd rather keep it in their cargo carts. And those cargo carts can then be loaded onto other vehicles that are going in that general direction. Just like oh, they do with the mail, just right. like they do with UPS, just like yeah, uh, milk runs. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Uh, milk PS, FedEx, all those run off of hubs, and that final mile is the guy in the brown suit that delivers it right to your right. door. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's working on that, but I think that's a direction that should go, just because I think that people aren't thinking outside of the box. And I know for me, if I'm trying to think of what I had to haul recently, oh, I had to buy a toilet. I, and went to, you broke your toilet. I went to Home Depot. It does actually fit in the car. The toilet's not. I, had to, I went to Home Depot, put the toilet in the back of my minivan, drove home, pulled it out, took it into the house. A plumber friend of mine and I put it together. Hi. In my scenario with the autonomous cars and their cargoes, I buy the thing. Even if I go to the store, I might not even have to go to the store. But I buy it. They tag one in the warehouse to get loaded into the next pod however big it needs to be and those pods kind of go out on a truck and they go to a central location and then those pods just take care of the final mile 
the cars and the trucks now, the delivery trucks for Home Depot or whomever, are not even going to have drivers in it. Because if you think this autonomous car thing is going to start with you and me driving our personal cars, forget. I mean, they've been trying to get these safety laws where the truckers have to rest after every 14 hours for years, and they can't. Truckers don't do that. And so once they get an autonomous truck to drive for 24 hours a day, because they don't have to worry about the guy right. falling asleep at the wheel, it's going ha- to yeah. happen. Truckers are gone. I wonder what jobs they're going to try to take. There'll be all these like creepy and antisocial people like me trying to get back into normal society. That'd be pretty funny. You'd see him going like this with the stop sign crossing the kids at the school. You know, come on, kid. Have you seen that robot that, you know, how they wave the signs at the, like, the Liberty Tax guy? or Yes. So they have a robot that'll do that. It's just a thing on a gear, and it's like a mannequin, and it just all does is wiggle the signs. So that yeah. Robots even you know what? And, and, once, and, those, and if minimum wage goes up to $15, you're going to see more of those. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to see a lot more. Minimum wage is going to go up to $15, and we're going to have, like, 98% of the people not working. You know? <laughs> I can get a robot to do that. And invest in robot stock. That's the takeaway here. Well, you don't know that though, because people are right now are into robot stock. What you do is you find out. It's like Facebook. Everybody was buying Microsoft and Google, and then yeah. and then suddenly Facebook comes along and everybody goes, "What? You know, what's that?" And it just took off. It was huge. That's what you want to do. You want to find that one that all of a sudden takes off. Yeah, it's hard. Like Warren Buffett never invests in tech because you forget about all the tech companies like AOL and yeah. like. These old dial-up companies that are just gone. Like any new technology, half the companies are just going to be gone. There'll be one big home run, but there'll be tons and tons of strikeouts. But yeah, you can try to hit the home run with the robot company, but there's going to be tons of companies that are just going to strike out and just no, you be can't. gone. Well, well, I, I, tell you, I tell you, I tell you what. I tell you what. Everybody was invested in Nokia when the smartphones came out. The people who made the most money are the ones that invested in the emollients that they used to make the flat screens. Because everything before was either a wire or a tube, the, like old-fashioned TV technology, just miniaturized. These newer screens, it's nothing like that. It's, like a, it's not even liquid crystal anymore. You cannot repair these screens, these newer ones. My kids are always smashing them up, too, man. Yeah. Do you ever never smash the screen? I've had this is the second iPhone. I had like two, two three iPods with this, the iPod screen. You never smash. They do get them fixed though. They take them to some iPad place. And My kid just paid fifty bucks to get his iPhone five screen repaired today. I think the key is to have it on a headphone wire because I've dropped it so many times and it's oh, been saved. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been like caught like inches above the toilet a couple times. Let's see, you do that. Yeah. Anyway, the people that invested in the newer screen technology, those are the ones that made more money because Nokia and Apple, all those were already overvalued. These were new companies that came to them with these. It's, and a lot of times people don't know this. I know because I worked in automotive supply for a while. But it's not always the auto companies or the phone companies that come up with this new technology. Sometimes it's their suppliers are going. You know, the boys bank in the lab were doing this and they mix this chemical with this and they discover this and you're interested in something like this? And sometimes they go in on it with them and get some research money for it and go that way. A friend of mine's a motor engineer for Chrysler and he was just down in Tennessee where they met with a bunch of people from Fiat and Mercedes-Benz and General Motors and Chrysler and the federal government because they were looking at... Um, 
Oh, a bunch of different stuff. And some of it had to do with atom smashing and really? car companies. Yeah, some of their anti gravity stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, they got to get into that. I mean, you know. You want to get into the floating cars before Toyota does, you know. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.